making our way through a Monday. My name is Evan Bray, and thank you so much for joining us. As the weather continues to cooperate in a way that we're not used to in early February, mild temperatures last week through the weekend, a little bit of rain in parts of the province overnight, and continued fairly mild through the week. That fog that was causing a problem on the east part of the province has dissipated a bit, so visibility a lot better on the highways, and road conditions, too, are a little bit better. Sanders have been out in in some locations, and just the warm weather, traffic on the highway, it's not quite as slick as it was early this morning for the drive to work, but still not a bad idea to check the highway hotline if you're headed out. And again, February. Who expects this in February? You expect Groundhog Day, which we've already gone through. You expect Valentine's Day, which is coming up. February is something meaningful for another organization in the province as well. This month marks a birthday for Autism Services of Saskatoon. 45 years in service offering supports and resources and making people's lives just a little bit better as they or loved ones navigate living with autism. We've got Autism Services of Saskatoon. Joining us now, we've got Alex Scott, the Director of Family Programs, and Ali Guarnieri, who is the Director of Fund Development, Marketing, and Communications, both on the line. Thank you, Alex and Ali, for joining me. Thank you, Evan. Thank you, Evan. It's great to have you here. So Autism Services of Saskatoon got started in the late 70s. How did it get going, and what was the need back then that that required this organization get stood up? Well, it was founded in 1979 by a group of parents that um, had kids on the autism spectrum, and they were just looking for an appropriate living arrangement for them. And um, it took about 10 years for them to finally open their first ever group home. And then from there, we just, the prevalence of autism just continued to grow, and we started expanding our services over time. Is is it that the prevalence grew or our understanding and proper diagnosis of it grew? I'd say a little bit of both. Definitely our awareness grew. It was uh, definitely not a very recognized disorder back in the 70s and 80s, and we've come a long way to bring awareness and uh, professionals to help diagnose these kids now, too. I'm curious to know from 1979 when Autism Services of Saskatoon was first stood up to where we are today. I mean, I can't even imagine how the organization has transformed and changed. What would you say some of the biggest changes the organization have seen uh, would be over that time? Well, now we have four different departments. We have a recreational-based department that services about 400 kids every year. We have an intervention department and ABA Little Tots for ages three to six-year-olds. And then, of course, our longstanding group home and residential services, which uh, now houses over uh, five to six group homes in the Saskatoon community. Talking with a couple of leaders from Autism Services of Saskatoon, Alex Scott, the Director of Family Programs, and Ali Guarnieri, who is the Director of Fund Development, Marketing, and Communications. Autism is something, too, that is being diagnosed even later in life, uh, not necessarily just in children. You offer services for all ages? Yes, we do. So this is something that we're seeing uh, probably adding to the growth of your organization as well. Maybe talk a little bit about some of the services and supports that you offer to those in the community. 
Well, in the community, uh, we have family programs, uh, which is the department I oversee, and we have over 600 participants on an annual basis who are basically in the community accessing therapeutic and recreational programming. And uh, our intervention program, we have over 1,300 active clients um, in our caseload right now. And uh, most recently, we actually just opened a uh, mental health and wellness team that serves over 500 individuals on the autism spectrum. So we're basically trying to branch out as best as we can within our capacity and just uh, help all of these people who have various unique needs. Mm -hmm. And and I'm guessing a lot of the, the supports that you provide extend to family as well, not just for the person who's living with autism, but to their family and circle of support? Absolutely, yep. Um, it's very important. Like, we don't want the kids to just come here and not continue their uh, education outside of our office. We, uh, we talk to the parents. We want to make sure that they have their own plans at home that they can work with. So everyone can kind of be a team together and uh, do what's best for children. Well, we're talking about services, supports. Uh, we've talked a lot in the last few weeks, especially about things through an education lens and classroom complexity. When it comes to um, classroom settings for children with autism, what are some of the ways that we can set children up for success in our schools? Well, as you're probably well aware, um, there's a lot of issues on capacity with the STF right now. So making sure that the schools have the appropriate care so they can service kids like autism and help them succeed. Because uh, from a lot of teachers that I've talked to that I'm friends with, um, they've communicated that they're not able to service these children as best as they can. And um, they're looking for different ways um do so by talking to people like us chatting today with a couple of leaders from autism services of saskatoon alex scott the director of family programs who we've been hearing from and ali guarnieri who is the director of fund development marketing and communications ali i know you're itching to tell us about the celebration how are you marking this 45th anniversary milestone Yes, even you know, it's a great opportunity to thank you, our staff, volunteers, partners, and the board for their contribution. And uh, yeah, we are going to celebrate. Uh, we are going to commemorate history and reinforce culture and values in our social media and websites. Uh, we are going to host an anniversary party this month to recognize staff, volunteers, and partners' efforts. We also have a fundraising campaign called 45 Years, 45 Days, 45K that will be launched on February 15th. We have a monthly giving program, Donate 45 Monthly in 2024. And, of course, we are going to have storytelling. We created an ongoing series of stories about our programs, donors, partners, volunteers, and much more. Uh, in April, we have an open house, and uh, we have our fundraising gala party in October. And we are actively recruiting a primary sponsor for that event, so uh, we appreciate you allowing us to communicate. That's awesome. Yeah, is uh, most of these details, can they be found on your website? Yes, 
correct. And what is the website? It's www.autismservices.ca. Okay, perfect. I'm, I'm curious to know, over 45 years, there's got to be some great success stories. I'm not worried about names, but are there any stories, one or two, that you can share us, uh, with us about how the services that you provide have tangibly made an impact in the lives of community members? Yeah, I will provide one example that stood out to me. Uh, it happened a few years ago. Um, a parent, um, they had a fairly nonverbal child. They were just uh, uttering a few words here and there, and um, they got hooked up with a consultant and a behavioral therapist to work on a educational like work development program. And I think after about six to eight months, um, they started putting some sentences together. They started recognizing specific words. And uh, I think they said hi independently to their parents for the first time and uh it just uh it brought tears to their parents eyes because they'd never heard their child intentionally speak like that before so it's it's the work that we put in and the programs that we have that can really take these kids to that next level of their lives well we appreciate you spending some time with us today thank you very much for what you do uh for the community alex and ali and uh best of luck we'll be watching the rollout of your fundraisers of your celebrations it's going to be a great 2024 for autism services of saskatoon thank you both thank Thank you thank you thank you that is alex scott director of family programs and ali guarnieri who is the director of fund development marketing and communications with autism services of saskatoon you're listening to 980 cjme and 650 ckom love that song super tramp always love that song which makes me think about the grammy awards that were on last night and maybe it's a sign i'm getting old but i find year after year i am less and less inclined to actually watch the grammys i'm often not a fan or even knowledgeable about some of the people that are winning awards. I mean, Taylor Swift, I can't say I'm a big fan of her music. She was a big winner last night. She won her fourth album of the year award, which breaks the record for the category. That was pretty big. And she announced a new album last night coming out later on this year, which of course a lot of people were excited about, but I find these award shows. It's usually after they've happened, you look for the summary of what, controversial things happened like the will smith slap that happened during the oscars last night a couple of things that were mentioned one of them was the fact that jay-z was up accepting an award he had his daughter up on stage with him blue ivy and while he was up there he basically took a shot at the recording academy for snubbing his wife beyonce i don't want to embarrass this young lady but she has more grammys than everyone and never won album of the year so even by your own metrics, that doesn't work. Think about that. The most Grammys, never one album of the year. That doesn't work. You know? That haunting silence in the background as he was talking. Like, people weren't sure if they should laugh, if they would. Like, you could just tell it was a bit uneasy. Also, people were talking about the fact when Taylor Swift won her Grammy, she went up on stage, she was hugging all of her people that collaborated with her on the album, and then snatched it away from Celine Dion, didn't even make eye contact with her, and it was a big deal. Celine Dion's been quite sick, it was a big deal she was there to present it, and so all kinds of people up in arms about that, you know, kind of lack of interaction. I will say, though, seeing Joni Mitchell 
on stage. She's 80 years old, still has that ability to belt out those haunting lyrics that like she's able to do. I mean, she's iconic. And so I thought that was pretty cool and hard to believe that's her first time ever on the Grammys at 80. Wow. It's amazing. We've been talking a bit this morning about the teachers. Of course, we know we found out yesterday that the next day of rotating job strike action is happening on Wednesday of this week. They are going to be striking on Wednesday in places like Creighton School Division, Northern Lights, Prairie Spirit, the Greater Saskatoon Catholic, and the Saskatoon Public Schools, along with a few other. That's almost 65,000 students that are impacted by that, which is very, very significant. And they have recently announced that lunch hour supervision is going to be pulled in terms of teachers providing that lunch hour supervision on Thursday for one day on Thursday. And that has a lot of people ups and up in arms. Uh, the text line, as soon as we announced lunch hour supervision was not going to be done by teachers on Thursday, people are texting with questions about what, what does this mean? Do we have to pick up our kids? Is someone else going to be filling that role? And a lot of you are texting in saying, we pay for that, right? That's one of those extra costs that parents have to pay for. And that that's a whole discussion in and of itself. People get very frustrated about the continual added costs that come with sending your children to school. Lunch hour supervision is something that a lot of people pay for. So we'll be talking more about education schools, teachers, tomorrow on the show. Also, just got this handed to me from the newsroom. Breaking news this morning, and our uh, newscast will have more information, but King Charles has been diagnosed with cancer. Buckingham Palace says it's not related to his recent treatment for a prostate condition. They have not said what kind of cancer it is, but uh, just in that King Charles has been diagnosed with cancer. And, of, of course, as always, our newsroom will continue to follow that story. Well, we've got uh, a busy show again tomorrow, including Brian Zinchuk, who a lot of you love to listen to. We have him here on a fairly regular basis. Brian's the owner and operator of PipelineOnline.ca. We'll talk oil, gas, and energy. We'll also be talking about the dangers of advertising online, how that's affecting our children, and how artificial intelligence is impacting our life. All that and more tomorrow, right here on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME.